SanDiego.com. Show live on the radio again for another Saturday morning live from uh, the end of the patio. Yes, patio man. Oh, it's patio furniture. It's <laughs> live, baby, live from Del Monte. Nobody here but me. Just us chickens. Yeah, just me. Probably got Vince out there and some of his crew out there keeping this course in the fine shape that it uh, obviously is in. It looks so nice. Yes, yes. Welcome to May 30th, the last Saturday of May already. Here it is, show number 947, 947. And uh, we are at our 10th show in a row from the patio outside here at Del Monte. Beautiful Del Monte, historic Del Monte, 1897, 1897. All right. Onward and upward. Feels a little rainy today. A little, uh, little sprinkles. A couple sprinkles came down over here. A little rain, a little rain in, in, uh, in the atmosphere, that's for sure. So we'll see what things. Wait. Yeah, let's smell it, too. Can you smell it? Yeah. Good morning to our two biggest fans, beloved of Terry and Puff the Wonder Dog. Hype on the Hill on Via Gayuba in beautiful Monterey by the Bay. Good morning, Shagbaggers everywhere. See you at shagbagshow.com. And thanks for our wonderful sponsors. Uh, some of them are open, some of them are not. But uh, thanks to Pebble Beach Company. They got, they got Pebble open and Spyglass open, of course. Soon to get uh, Spanish Bay and then this course, our home course, Del Monte, open soon. The Del Monte Golf Course and Grill, home of the Duke's Club, home of the Shag Bag Show. The Sandbar and Grill, they'll be open soon. Can't wait for that. The Golf Mart Superstore, they will too. Monterey County Herald, your source for breaking news. It's your daily newspaper, and every Friday, including yesterday, they post the guests, the whole lineup for the Shag Bag Show for Saturday mornings. Thanks, Monterey County Herald. Carousel Candies, the Elves team, produced tons of homemade confections. Their famous pink shop on the wharf. Taffy Puller in the window, left-hand side as you're walking down. They ship worldwide, carouselcandies.com. Clark A. Miller, the guy who runs Cypress Coast Law and is a busy boy right now because a lot going on in the world with finances and stuff and money situations and uh, uh, lack of money situations. And he can help you out. 424-1764. Your initial consultation with Clark is always free. 424-1764. The Beach House of Lover's Point. going to be talking to Kevin a little bit later on. Find out what's happening with his restaurants. Golfguide.net for the player in you. Elab Communications did our website. They can do yours. Check ours out. Shagbagshow.com. Jacob's Team Realty. Buying, selling. Let Joe and Jen walk you through it quickly, easily, lovingly. They are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. Jacobsteamhomes.com. The Foolish Times. Free, funny, fabulous. Pick one up. It'll make you smile. The Foolish Times. Express Employment. Paul Wyant. Paul and his wife, Mary, put on a great show at Express Employment. They, uh... Having solutions that include full-time, temporary, seasonal, part-time employment in a wide range of positions. And Paul has his own radio show right here on this station every Saturday, including today at 1.30. Check it out. It's called What's the Plan? See him at ExpressPros.com. Monterey Fish Company, over 50 years. South Trangaline family been doing it for you at the end of Wharf 2. Friendly service, great prices, free parking. Monterey Fish Company, 375-3511. They can uh, do it for you, that's for sure. So check them out. And call ahead uh, for for to find out if they've got your fish that you're looking for. If you're looking for the salmon, you're looking for, you know, crab, or you're looking for rock cod, whatever you're looking for, calamari, whatever you're looking for. Call them first, 375-3511. They're usually open about 9 to 5, I think now, Sal told me. And the Monterey Regional Airport uh, is your place for uh, hassle-free experience. Flights connecting to points all over the world, Monterey Regional Airport. 
And, of course, now they've got the Flyway Cafe open upstairs that Rich Pepe runs. We're going to be talking to him a little bit later on, too, in our little hour of power. So thank you very much. And I also want to thank very much the supporters, friends and supporters of the Shag Bag Show. Couldn't do it without you. Keeping the show on the air. Thank you very much for your help and support, including supporters uh, Mike Murata and George Castle and Max and Mary Bolin. Uh, Kit and Rick Frank, Laurel Murata, Paul Martin, Tony Tolner, Dave Anderson, Gary Curcio, Steve McNally, Marty and Francesca Wolf, uh, Tammy Blunt Canavan, Ben Beasley, Steve McShane, Oscar Mora, Woody Kelly, Chris Shake, uh, Nas and Rachel Halim, Dr. Dave Morewood, John Lloyd, Jack Galante, all of our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friends and supporters of the Shag Bag Show. And since this is the uh, the only thing happening for years truly, <laughs> I got I need a little help from my friends right now. So it's really nice of you guys to come through. Love you for it very much. And if you want to be a supporter of the Shagbag Show, just just um, search Shagbag Show podcast on Anchor FM. There's a support button there. Okay, so shagbagshow.com or Shagbag Show. Find the podcast. On Anchor FM, and there's a support button. All right, so here we go for another Saturday morning. Got a great uh, lineup for us, but uh, I know I always play the the opening uh, song lately. That's sort of become a tradition while we're out on the patio. That'll change once we move inside. And by the way, speaking of that, I talked to Neil Allen yesterday, and he said that uh, <clears throat> he was supposed to be on the show today, but he's got he's working. He's busy busy guy because they're making tea times and getting golfers off over there at Pebble. He's over there at Pebble now since Del Monte is closed. And he's a busy guy, so but he wanted me to tell you hi and uh, that Del Monte has changed its opening date to July 1. So we'll be out here in the patio till uh, the 12th of never. No, we'll be out here in the patio until the end of June, and then uh, in July we'll move inside. So uh, that's the latest uh, news. As we sit out here on a... It's, it's cloudy, there's a little sprinkles. Actually, it's, it feels feels like rain. I don't know if it's actually going to come down at all, but uh, we did have a few drops over here at Del Monte, and and it made me think of, of uh, when I was start when I was thinking of what song to play for you this morning. I was thinking, well, I don't want to play a depressing song, and uh, but I want to play a, a fun song that uh, talks about what it feels like today. And here's the fortunes. Here comes that uh-huh. I'll see. Yeah, that's right. All right, the fortunes, and here comes that rainy day feeling. Solid gold from 1971 on the Shag Bang Show on Power Talk, on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. Dave Marzetti with a great lineup. Like we said, we've got Rich Pepe. Who's got to be on the show? He's got to be talking a little bit about what's happening in Carmel with his restaurants, uh, Vesuvio, Little Napoli, Carmel Bakery, and then uh, of course he'll talk a little bit about what's happening at the airport. And um, we will get him on the line just a little while from now. We got Shane Dalman. He's got to be on with us too. Uh, last Saturday of every month, and Jack Galante of Galante Vineyards, and Kevin Phillips, who's got, of course, uh, the whaling station and the beach house, and uh, Adelinetti, Big Fish Grill. Going to be talking to him about his restaurants. But uh, right now, we want to give our good friend and neighbor a call right now, who lives uh, just a couple of couple of houses up from us there in Via Gayuba. And our, our good friend, the mayor of Monterey, Clyde Roberson. Is that my good neighbor <laughs> and friend, uh, Mr. Monterey himself, David Marsetti? <laughs> Mr. Monterey, all right. I like it, hey. Mr. Monterey. How are you? Good morning, David. Good morning. Good morning, Clyde. Nice to have you on with us this morning uh, on another Saturday, uh, the last Saturday of May already. 
Uh, and right around the corner, we, we wanted to talk to you about this morning, is right around the corner, of course, the celebration of Monterey's 250th birthday on June 3rd. Of course, uh, plans have changed a little bit, as we all know, as the world has changed and Monterey has changed. And now we must, uh, like as they say, the new uh, word pivot, we must pivot and yeah. s- and still recognize our our history and our culture and that day, but uh, not in the same way as we had planned, I guess. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, we'll do. Of course, let me first say that we love our beautiful city and we take care of it together. And that's really evident in all of the historical preservation efforts that are going on. Absolutely. And, um, so just starting off, a lot of the events have been canceled. But when I was looking at Monterey's first a city of first, when you think about, for example, the Royal Presidial Chapel. Right. The first custom house in California, the French Consulate. All of these things are still in Monterey and preserved. That's really pretty amazing. The, the first theater. The, the, uh, yeah. Colton Hall. Yes. The, the first brick house is still down house. on custom house. Um, our first public library, although it's obviously changed since 1849. And so we can, and the lower presidio knows, so one of the ways we can celebrate is we can still visit these places. We can still see them, see all of our adobes, the the renovated Cupa Malera. So I think in many ways we have an opportunity to celebrate our birthday on on a self-guided tour, so to speak, and to be grateful for all of these buildings which have been preserved. So that's certainly one way we can continue. But let me tell you a little bit about uh, what we're trying to do as a city. Sure. I know, I know we're all very disappointed that we weren't able to do some of the events, and I won't go into a list of them, but quite a few really nice events, one of which was going to be a, a, a party on June 3rd right there on the lawn. And then, of course, our annual July 4th celebration, our lawn party and parade which has become a huge Monterey tradition. We started that over 30 years ago. That's been canceled. And and so there's a lot of disappointment out there, but we certainly do understand, and we, we know this is a time for healing. It will be a year that we'll remember for more than just Monterey's um, 250th birthday. So what is going on with our outstanding staff is if people would like to go to our website. There are a lot of places there where if you just go to the website and you can find out there's lectures going on, virtual, a virtual tour of the city of Monterey and lots of really good guest lectures. So if your listeners would go to monterey.org slash 250 years slash events, they can see what our recreation departments and our library is doing. Monterey.org slash 250 years slash events. For example, we all know about Helen's Tobacco Shop downtown. Going online, people can learn about that. There's been a lecture about that. There's another story about Ford, Morris, and Mora. And then Tim Thomas, famous historian, has a talk coming up, How to Train an Abalone. And it talks about Pop Ernest Dolter, the Abalone King. And so those are some events, and that's that's what I would really recommend people take a look at. And coming up, which is a lot of fun for me, on June 3rd at 12 o'clock, if people want to turn in, tune into a talk, it's going to be the four living mayors. We just had a a brief uh, rehearsal, and it was absolutely fascinating. It spans over 50 years, starting with Mayor Peter Coniglio, and he's going to be sharing some of what happened with redevelopment. I don't know how many people have seen pictures of downtown during the redevelopment. David, it literally looked like a war zone. (laughs) It was torn up, ripped up. And Peter came in, and uh, he's going to talk about, I think, a little bit about the conference center because he really inspired that, got it built. And there's so many stories, the origin of the aquarium. 
and then uh, Mayor Chuck De La Sala, who was the mayor at the time that we we redid and remodeled the conference center. Then, of course, Mayor Dan Albert, 20-year mayor, who has a number of stories and the originator of that word we all love so much, the Monterey Way. The Monterey Way means we argue like a family, but when we're done, we pull together and we move on. Always polite, always uh, caring for each other. So I think that's going to be a really interesting talk, and it will be shown on youtube.com slash city of Monterey, June 3rd. 12 o'clock, that'll be live, and of course it will be on our website later. So I hope I can keep up with those former mayors. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you've got uh, uh, enough stories in your back pocket to pull out, Mr. Mayor. One of the great stories that I'm sure that uh, Peter Canelio might, uh, might tell on that day on, on the YouTube uh, would be a story that he's told me uh, several times because I guess he forgot he told me. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was the story about um, where the conference center is, what it originally what it originally was going to be. Yes. Which is going to be the world's largest J.C. Penney's. Yes. That's, yes. That's amazing. It is, David. You know, that's interesting because when, and I'm going to share this a little bit more about the origins of the sports center. In 1981, when I was first elected to the council, 1982, we purchased what used to be the Beatty Ford site. Yeah. Which is now the sports center. Yeah. Yeah, a million dollars. And we purchased it for a cultural arts center or other public use. And there was, at the time when I proposed the sports center, there was a a feeling among some people that, no, that should be a retail anchor. And J.C. Penney's was, again, or another type mall, would have been one of the the buildings on that site. Well, obviously, it's morphed over that time. Uh, But it's so interesting to look at the continuity. So once we decided to build the sports center, one of the people on our fundraising committee was Mayor Peter. Mayor Dan was a council member and the mayor during the building of the sports center as well. So there's a lot of uh, connection when one person would say, oh, yes, you remember the conference center? Yes. Do you remember uh, Mr. Dave uh, Packard, the founder of the aquarium? Oh, sure. We met with him, and this is what happened. It was really a lot of fun. We could have talked for hours, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one more time, that'll be on June third on our on our birth date. It's at noon. Is that it? That's it. On YouTube. On YouTube, just YouTubeMonterey.org, right? Wow, fantastic! So I saw you and your uh, little pup walking up the street yesterday, and uh, yes, <laughs> as, as usual. What kind of walk do you take up via Gayuba? Do you go all the way down to the bottom? Well, normally we take a loop. It all depends on her mood. So we'll, we'll leave here. We'll, we'll wrap around Via Paraiso Park. Sometimes we go downtown. Sometimes we come back up and we just walk the hillside. You know what, David? One of the really, as you pointed out, I see you in the neighborhood too because we're sheltering at home. And what a bonus in a way, if there is any silver lining. I have met more neighbors that I did not know exist. Yeah. Existed. I met a, a couple that was such a great story. I don't know if you have time, sure, but it's sure. fun. So, um, a lady was walking up the hill. I said, hello, hello, how are you doing? And we introduced ourselves. So she is a professor at CSUMB and lives down the hill on Martin Street. And she was with her son, who is a student at UC Santa Cruz. And he had gone to York School. And I said, oh, do you know my granddaughter who went to York School? And they knew each other. And then one of the choices of my granddaughter is school was to go to UCSC, where he uh, he was going to school. Then she's interested in marine biology. So the husband is the department head at CSUMB in marine biology. And I went, wow, this is a small town. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. I really do. We do have a small town feeling. So when the mayors were talking, you think about our little city of 28,000 people. The language capital of the world, the Naval Postgraduate School, talk about first the Defense Language Institute, Middlebury Institute, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, two wards, not just one, two, a marina, MPC, all of our, our, 
our businesses than the, the whole Cannery Road. Very, very unique little city, but still has a small town feeling with all of those uh, amenities that we have. Well, that's absolutely right. You said it well, Mayor, and uh, boy, I'm sure proud to be a part of this community, as you know, and uh, would have loved to be a part of all the festivities and doing some MC work, maybe some singing with Mike Murad and his band it's, uh, yes. at, our, at our big uh, celebration on the 3rd, but uh, we'll, uh, like you said, uh, we'll, we'll still uh, relish our, our past and our present and our future and uh, much of our history and our culture and the way we live here in Monterey on June 3rd for the Monterey's 250th birthday. And we'll join you on YouTube with the four living mayors. That'll be a lot of fun at noon on YouTube on June 3rd. So we'll see you there for that, too. Good. Thank you, David. Well, thank and you. And I've certainly, uh, the, the merienda was coming up. Uh, uh, yeah. And I know uh, that's where you get to MC, and, yeah. and then hopefully uh, Festa Italia will happen. Yes, that's what we're hoping for. We're, we're hoping that uh, well, that some of these events, and if, if we have to celebrate 250th anniversary on year 251, why not? Absolutely right. Who cares? Let's do it. That's what I say. Okay. Mayor Clyde Roberson of Monterey, thank you very much, my neighbor. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll see you soon. Same to you, and I, I do miss seeing you in scene and hearing you sing. So all the best to you and yours. Thank you, Clyde. Bye. All right. See you later. All right. The mayor of Monterey, Clyde Roberson there on the Shagbag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning, live from Del Monte, the end of the patio. It's Dave Marzetti, our 10th broadcast out here in the patio, show number 947 that we've done from Del Monte. And it's time for the big uh, green Stanley Thermos, I think. Let's get this thing going. Do the big the Ed Dickinson uh, coffee pour on the air. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now, home slice. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's better. I'm going to have one little sip right Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Shagbag Show rolling on for another Saturday morning, uh, live from Del Monte, as we said. Thank you very much. We appreciate you uh, being with us this morning, as we do every Saturday morning. Thank you. And if, for more information about the show or how to get involved, shagbagshow.com. And don't forget, if you want to be a supporter of the show, look us up, uh, any podcast that's uh, just Shagbag Podcast on Anchor FM, and there's a support button there. And we appreciate uh, all of the people who have supported us so far, and those uh, will uh, in the future, including our, morning, including our good friend, The Voice, Kevin Phillips. Kevin, thank you very much for your support. Kevin not only is a sponsor, but he's also a supporter. And, uh, wow, that we uh, we really love you for that, Kevin. Thank you very much for, for all you've done for for the show, being involved with the show, and, and also being a co-host on the show for <laughs> many, many, many times, more than anybody else. Well, I miss being there, Dave, and, and I, I, I was, I was, uh, unfortunately, Neil Allen's not going to be on today because I wanted to petition him that they're going to reopen the grill, that it's time. You know, the summer of Marzetti has been canceled, all of your events. Uh, we weren't able to get you over the top for your richly deserved broadcaster award yet again this year because they won't split the, between radio and TV. So we should at least get Dave Marzetti on um, the, the eggs Marzetti, should say, on the menu at the grill. Ah, eggs Marzetti, Marzetti. Yeah. This time, which is eggs Kevin's Benedict favorite. The, that's right. What eggs is Benedict with bacon instead of ham? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I'm so anxious to get back there because in the age of takeout, while I love uh, Chef Owen's uh, eggs Marzetti, I just don't want to eat it out of a box. You know, I'd rather. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this is not the same without Carol there cutting the lemons and no, that's right. And relaxing after the show, it's uh, I miss that very much. Yeah, yeah, can't wait to get back inside. We were we were just told by Neil that uh, they moved the date back to July first now, so oh, gotta wait a little bit longer. Uh, so speaking of reopenings, tell us about your restaurants. <laughs> well, we've been on pins and needles all week since uh, the county uh, sent the variants up to the state on last Tuesday. And originally we were told it was 24 to 48 hours. We were all getting very excited, making plans, and now here we are. We're uh, still in limbo. Can't can't open the dining rooms. Uh, hopefully we'll get some good news on Monday. It's looking more and more like it's going to be the first of the week. But I'll tell you, there's, there's some really kind of daunting protocols we have to follow. Uh, we got 11 pages from Cal OSHA and, uh, of course, the health department 
requiring a lot of, there's a lot of work that we have to do and the staff is busy putting those things in place, figuring out how to seat the dining room. And, and the amazing thing is we've been doing takeout for a couple of weeks now and now we're going to pivot to this another unknown uh, model of, of accommodating very popular takeout action and limited dine-in together. So this is, this is really, really challenging. It's also very exciting. So, uh, during this past week, were you like just sort of a scrambling to get things together to, with the, with thinking, oh, we're going to be open on Saturday? Yeah, that was the assumption that most people were under. And, uh, my, of course, the staff is really excited. So every day, as soon as I show up, what's the news? What have you heard? And, uh, it's funny. I was talking to Burkettino last night. And he's as frustrated as anybody I've talked to. He's he's angry at everybody from the, the governor on down. <laughs> Doctor, and I figured, to, to who be- Dr. Marino. Well, and who better to talk to than um, who's better connected politically in, in our industry than Bert Catino right. and, uh, and Ted Balsteri. Right, so right. I figured if anybody knows something, they'd know it. And it turns out they're, he's as frustrated as, as we are. But uh, I did meet with the chef, David Stember, at the waiting station. And the waiting station is a little bit ahead of the other restaurants in preparation. But... Uh, he asked me a couple days ago, you know, what I expected for the menu. We open it. And I said, I expect everything. I want a hundred percent of our menu and bar menu and everything available as soon as we start to see people. And he said, it's done. It's done. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there, there's just a lot of excitement out there and uh, <laughs> a lot more questions than answers right now. How's it been going for the whaling station with the to go menu? It's been great. Uh, people are very supportive. Uh, they're excited. You know, so much of that food is really craveable stuff. And uh, we've sold a, a lot of French dips. French dips have been the big winner as far as menu items uh, over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and the, the staff said they're such a great job figuring out how to package everything so it, so it travels the best. And, and we're just getting rave reviews on everything. We had three guys show up that played Pebble Beach the other day celebrating a 50th birthday. They ordered, ordered three porter houses for two, three cedar salads, <laughs> and a bottle of wine, about a $600 check. So that's quite a takeout. <laughs> oh, and they absolutely loved it. So that was, that was great. Uh, I love hearing Clyde. You know, we're, we're so fortunate in this area. Uh, and I spent a lot of time in both cities, of course, PG and, and Monterey and Clyde, you know, Bill Peak, mayor over him. PG, Dave Potter and Carmel. I mean, these passionate, caring people that are taking care of our communities. We're so fortunate uh, to, to have them taking care of things. And uh, I, I enjoy any chance I get to, to speak to them with things. And they're, they're very candid with us, which is great. And the, uh, you know, the 250th birthday coming up, of course, we all had big plans for that uh, going back a year when this all got started. And that'll be uh, coming up this week. But there's another big birthday. That's coming up tomorrow. I, I want to mention that's Clint Eastwood turning 90. That's right. That's right. Um, one of my, my yeah, mom, huge fan. And, uh, and yep. And he says more movies coming. He's, uh, not going to slow down with the, with the work. I admire that. Yeah. He'll <laughs> never catch Sammy though. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. That's true. Sammy's 93. Sammy Salerno. Oh my God. God bless him. I'm just seeing Sammy and son of Sam too down at the, at the at the grill, that's always such a great place to uh, to see see people, isn't it? Coming in, visit. Yeah, it uh, really is. I know. Uh, Somebody was just talking to me the other day. They said, "You remember? It wasn't that long ago during Christmas when you had that big Christmas show in here, and you had about uh, about ninety, almost a hundred people in the grill, and that was like the who's who of Monterey in there." It was amazing, and I was in the back just trying to take it all in. And there was uh, one of your fans, uh, a lovely lady, got up, and actually physically shoved me out of the way because I was blocking her view of you. So, yeah, right. there's passionate fans you've got, Dave. Yeah, that's what it's, that's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, how? Oh, I I saw um, some some uh, footage on the news recently of about this uh, this last weekend, which was so beautiful out, and looked like the wharf had a lot of action, huh? It was amazing. Um, Saturday was like shoulder to shoulder and we were, we were doing a survey at Abilinetti because everybody walks right up to the front door. So we, the general manager was asking everybody, where are you from? And everybody was from the valley. It was, uh, Modesto, you know, Sacramento, even Los Angeles. Uh, what you would expect in, uh, on a uh, Memorial weekend. What was interesting to me though was that in the evening, Saturday and Sunday, when you would expect a real big evening, everybody left. Huh. I realized that they're all, they all were turned into day trippers because there's no place to stay. Yeah, yeah. 
So that was an interesting dynamic. But during the day, it was it was tremendous. It was like old times. Everybody was busy cranking out the calamari, and, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was the activity was was what everybody needed. Absolutely. And speaking of the wharf, what's happening down there at the uh, the big restaurant at the end of the wharf, the Big Fish Grill? <laughs> it's moving along. It's moving along. I can't wait to show you what we're doing there. Uh, we had uh, some of the permits were slow because of the, the situation with the city offices, of course. And we got caught timing because we wanted to we start this project at the end of last year, not knowing that this was all going to happen right in the middle of our work. But it's really going to be something special. I can't wait to uh, to show everybody. And uh, and Bolinetti, we're we've been working in the back on uh, some new menu items. And something that's been uh, in the back of minds for a while that we rolled out yesterday is our is our brand new buffalo calamari pizza. And uh, we've talked about how to do it, and these guys nailed it. And uh, I posted a picture of it on Facebook yesterday. But the buffalo calamari cheese sauce and a little drizzle of uh, blue cheese over the top. One of the most delicious things I've ever tasted with calamari in it. Sounds awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your other restaurant, the Beach House at Lover's Point. How's it going there? Yeah, in fact, I'm at the Beach House right now and uh, surrounded by miles of caution tape because the, the park and the beach have been closed for a few weeks. Uh, you can access the beach only if you're going in the water, so there's uh, it, it's kind of constrained the traffic. But the cafe and the restaurant have both been open for a couple weeks doing takeout, so we're doing coffee and paninis and acai bowls uh, every morning down here. And uh, we've been doing pretty good traffic, although they have to um, buy their their items and, and take off. They, we can't even let them sit at our outdoor outdoor uh, picnic tables. That's really, a shame. Yeah. But uh, the beach house also very popular with the with the takeout. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, my son and his crew and uh, chef they've all worked very hard again, making things, the packaging in a way that it'll travel well, and and uh, and they're all really enthusiastic about doing it. And these people are so talented that it's it's fun. I kind of get them started, and then they take over and develop their their process, and and they're they're doing a great job at it. That's awesome. Well, uh, I guess we'll just sort of, uh, like you said, it's sort of in limbo, and we'll sort of wait and see what happens and get you guys open uh, sooner than later, huh? Yeah, we're going to do whatever we have to to keep moving forward, and uh, it, it's, it looks like it's like it's imminent. So uh, uh, we're very excited, and probably the waiting station will be the first to be doing seating. But, gosh, there's, there's still a lot of work we have to do, and we're uh, working on it this morning. All right. Our good friend Kevin Phillips, who's got all those uh, great restaurants and been on the show uh, as a co-host and a supporter so many so many years. We appreciate you very much. And, of course, uh, for a uh, self-guided uh, virtual tour of any of your restaurants, they can just go on the websites, right? Yeah, search the websites and uh, the, also all the menu, the to-go menus are, are posted there and the virtual tours and uh, more to come. All right, brother. We will We will see you soon one way or another. Appreciate you, Dave. Look right. forward to seeing you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin Phillips there, who's got those uh, four great restaurants, the Whaling Station on Cannery Row, Abilinetti on the Wharf with Big Fish Grill, which is under construction at the end of the wharf. used to be Rapa's, uh, where yours truly worked back in back in the day. And, uh, and of course, uh, <laughs> what am I forgetting one? Beach House. Beach House we were just talking about. All right. Shagbag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning, live from the end of the patio here at Del Monte. It's Dave Marzetti broadcasting on 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. Uh, still to come on the show, we got uh, Rich Pepe and we got uh, Shane Dahlman and we got our good friend right now, our paisano that we're going to talk to, Jack Calante, who's got Calante Vineyards. Paisan! Paisan! What's How's it going? What's happening, my brother? Oh, you know, another day, another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the formula. You I never got it thought all figured I'd spend out. my mornings building uh, building stands for hand sanitizers. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's crazy out there, brother. So what is... Uh, of course, you've got the tasting rooms. You got your your wines, of course, but then you got the tasting room in Carmel. Uh, what's 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 the latest on that? Well, it's been quite a convoluted process. Um, 
tasting rooms have not been handled too well in no. the state. No. Um, you know, it, it's been a little difficult. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly very sympathetic about what's going on and the difficulties of everything. But uh, we've we found that taste rooms are kind of getting uh, a little bit of a problematic short, short end of the stick here. The first thing that came out was you can open tasting rooms, but not to taste wine. Oh, okay. Can, yeah, You that's, can that's open fun. tasting room, dry change your bottle. You can open tasting rooms, by the sell by the bottle if you have outside seating and you serve full meals. Well, okay. That of course is not no. I mean, yeah, it, it I don't know really what the hiatus for, for getting doing that was because it introduces a whole nother level of problems <laughs> yeah. and you know, <laughs> and it, yeah, not to mention that it's probably not legal, you yeah, know, yeah. for our purpose. But you know, I'm sure it's well meaning but but really when you think about it, when we do open, we're retailers. We're retailers. We and then we offer tasting of wine. So we're hoping that as soon as retail shops really get the green light, we'll be able to just open at least for retail. You know, we are allowed to do curbside service now, and that's fine. But um, it, it's a little more difficult. Uh, you know, the, the the thing that is kind of funny is that wine is pretty easy. It's it's very safe. It's uh, you know, you open a bottle for someone, you hand them one glass, yeah, uh, sterilized, right, and, right. You pour some wine in it. They hand it back to you, and you put it in the dishwasher. So <laughs> that's it's, it. It's not really that complicated but you know we want to maintain the social distancing we've got you know we've got our employees to think about their health and we've got our customers to think about their health and we want to do everything right uh we're just trying to you know get a chance to get something going and something reasonable open without without introducing a whole nother level of problems and uh you know we were hoping that that's going to come through something else going to come through this week but 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 it's very hard to get any answers. We haven't been able to get anything from the supervisors or anybody. Yeah, yeah, one of those things, man. But we're all in it. We're all in the boat, I guess, so to speak. And uh, at least our our boat's full of full of uh, wine. So we're we're a half the boat. <laughs> so what? And what about the wine? Are people going to the website and buying it, or what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been, we're really, really, really fortunate, you know, to have not only, um, you know, really great staff that, that the ones that are still remaining that, that are, that are able to help us, but, uh, we have just a great customer base and we're getting so many calls and, and notes from our customers all over the, all over the U.S. that are just saying, Hey, what can we do to help? We want to buy some wine. And, and, you know, certainly sales are nothing like they would be with our tasting rooms open, but, but but we had immediately uh, Don, you know, my wife at, with Don's Dream Winery and, and our staff and us, we, we immediately, once this happened, went to a virtual um, deal. And we've been doing, I've been doing a cooking show. Yesterday we had a painting class online. Uh, we have uh, virtual tastings. We, we just check in with our customers all the time. And right. they're very supportive, right. and so you know, in that respect, it, it's it's we're we're just so fortunate to have a great customer base, and and um, you know, we're just here to here to get people through, and uh, you know, a lot of times it takes a takes a drink to do that. <laughs> so we're 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 having a good time with that, but but we're just we're just kind of getting anxious, and we'd like to get get moving again, get some sensible things uh, worked out, and. Uh, you know, I think that I think what our government has to realize is that, you know, us as entrepreneurs and business owners, we we sometimes kind of know a little bit more of how our businesses run. And and uh, we'd like to really, you know, we have our best interests of our customers and our employees at heart. And so we want to do the right thing and make it safe for everybody. Um, but we 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 can't do much if we're closed. Absolutely, my friend. Yeah, people, yeah. Uh, people interested in buying some wines, would would, would give them. Yeah, if they want to buy some wines. We're open every afternoon. Um, I at the lot right currently. My tasting room in Carmel, because it's small and set back, uh, we're not there. But we are 
we're we're selling our wines out of our main office, which is at the Don Stream Winery on Seventh and and Dolores and Seventh and San Carlos. And so, but we're hoping to open mine soon for curbside at least as well. But they can all come by, you know, just around the corner, uh, you know, behind Thinker Toys there, and 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 come by and say hi. And grab a bottle of wine, um, you know, to take home for for dinner or whatever. Uh, we're hoping really soon to be able to at least get them a bottle of wine. They can come in the store, look around, say hi, and uh, sit outside and have a little uh, uh, a bottle or something. So we're we're just we're just unsure of exactly what they're going to allow us to do um, so far. Uh, but yeah, and then of course our website. We're doing a lot of uh, online orders, uh, uh, shipping right away. We're shipping every day now. So, um, uh, you know, come on to galantevineyards.com or, or dawnstreamwinery.com. And this year, you know, Dawn is working with uh, AIM. You know, as you know, uh, David, she's tied to nonprofits for women sure, and children. Sure, And so this year she's she's really hitting it home because she's working with AIM, which is all about mental health. And, and now more than ever, that's a very important uh, organization. And so we're, we're doing a lot with that as well. So, you know, keep them going, my friend. All right, Paisan. Well, uh, everyone should go to your website, though, and check out those wines because there's some good stuff there. And like Jack said, you can pick them up at Don's Dream, which is uh, right there by, like you said, Thinker Toys. That's it, my friend. All right. We'll talk to you again soon, huh? Okay, buddy. Take care. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Jack Galante of Galante Vineyards on the Shagbag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning live from the... End of the patio here at Del Monte Golf Course. Every Saturday morning, it is show number 947 uh, in a series. And uh, we're not going to stop now, that's for sure. Our 10th show broadcasting from the outdoor patio here at Del Monte, which is usually full of people eating and having fun, and people on the putting green, people uh, in the pro shop, and uh, we'll get that going again soon. All right, we still have got uh, Rich Pepe on the show, and right now, and last Saturday of every month, we got... The movie guy, it's Shane Dolman. Yes, indeed. And by the way, good morning, Terry. Good morning, Bob. Uh, he never forgets. <laughs> What's going on, man? Well, I've been doing a lot of cooking myself, and I've been watching lots and lots of movies. You see, it's been a special week because this past week alone contained the birthdays of three of the greatest stars in my favorite genre's history. We have uh-huh. Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price. <laughs> Let's see. Peter Cushing was famous for playing Baron Frankenstein. In ah, yes. And he was also Van Helsing to Christopher Lee's Dracula. Ah, yes. And Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing um, managed to cross the threshold and be recognized by several generations of fans simultaneously because Peter Cushing was also in the original Star Wars film and Christopher Lee's career extended through not only the Star Wars prequel films but the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He was Lord Saruman, quite possibly the most recognized classical actor from the 40s through this very day. Wow. And one of the kindest gentlemen we ever met in person. He's the only one I actually got to shake hands with. Where was this? Uh, this was in what near, this was near Washington D.C. This was a special event where he had just published his autobiography, Tall, Dark, and Gruesome, and huge autograph line. We did get to hear the man speak, but the kindest thing he did. Our daughter Rebecca. She was only eight years old at the time. And she had just seen um, Horror of Dracula. I'd let her watch some of the classic vampire films. She loved them. But the prospect of meeting him in person, her eyes got so big. And I told Christopher Lee, I brought my family just to see him. And he held out his hand so kindly. No, come here. Come here. We told her it was okay. And he clasped her hand very gently and said, thank you very much for coming. Wow. And she said, this is the greatest day of my life. But he didn't say, I want to bite your neck. <laughs> no, he never did a Bella Lugosi impersonation. Oh, he yes. was Christopher Lee. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Your favorite Dracula was who? Well, it's very, okay, it's very hard to say. Uh, Christopher Lee is obviously my favorite. 
The closest to the book was Louis Jordan in a BBC production in the 1970s. But Bela Lugosi set the standard. He was the first star to truly just galvanize the public. You know, even though people are still doing the impersonation today and getting a laugh with it, you've got to remember the effect he had in the 1930s. And did he, he ever became, say? Did he ever say that line? By the way, no, no, no he never said no. that. What he I said think was, Dracula would say that to someone. No, but what he said was, "I never drink wine." And apologies to your <laughs> to, to Jack Alante. Yeah. Yes, apologies to Jack Alante, <laughs> but Bela Lugosi did not drink wine. But you know, he set a standard. So we have been watching all of the classics through the universals, through the hammers, and I've been having a lot of extra time to cook. I'm going to be spending all day cooking today as well. What's on the stove? Oh, what's on the stove is going to be an 11-course Oklahoma dinner. I've reopened my state project in honor of my son's 21st birthday. Wow. 21st? 21st. Cameron is 21 on Monday. <laughs> oh, my God. How'd that and happen? I, and I still have an audio recording of you wishing him a happy birthday when he was one. And that's when I was on K-Ocean. Mm-hmm. Part of our, part and of I knew you were going to say, I knew you were going to say, happy birthday, happy first birthday to Cameron, so I had the audio cassette rolling, and I still have that. Wow, that's amazing. Could you play it for us right now, Shane? No, I'm just kidding. I cannot play it for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the equipment is not handy. Exactly. But it's properly archived. Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, tell everyone real quick about that. You, you mentioned uh, the state the state dishes. Mm -hmm. So tell everyone about that, what that means. Well... After Remo D. retired from horror hosting, at least semi-retired, Chef Remo took over. And for over a year now, Chef Remo has been making one signature dish for each state in the Union, plus Washington, D.C. And how do you figure out what the, what the state dish is? I just look them up. I just do my homework. I look up one state at a time, and I see what recipe typifies it. And so I've been taking advantage of my rules are simple. I have to buy locally, and I have to make everything in my own kitchen. So you mentioned Sal Tringali and Kevin Phillips. Kevin Phillips has supplied calamari. Sal Tringali has has supplied clams and crab. And you can name any state, and I can tell you. What's Sal that? Tringali is responsible for my Oregon Dungeness crab cakes, for ah, instance. Ah, very nice. We are doing this in the exact order of admission to the Union, and I am down to my last five states, starting with Oklahoma, which is the only state that has an official state dinner. Which is? Well, 11 courses, <laughs> including barbecued pork and chicken fried steak and fried okra and black-eyed peas and corn and strawberries, and the baked goods I assigned to my friends at Crumbs and Cookies. Wow. That's a private business, then they are making me the biscuits and the cornbread and the pecan pie. In fact, I already have them. Wow. That is amazing. How many states you have left? Only five. After today, it's New Mexico, Arizona, Alaska, and Hawaii. <laughs> That's amazing. What was the California? For California, I chose a famous restaurant, a Wolfgang Puck dish, Ma Maison Salmon, and it turned out beautifully. Wow. Uh, you're amazing. You're a, you're a, you're a Renaissance man. That's all I got to say. Just look up Chef Remo's All American Tour on Facebook, and you can see pictures and recipes for everything I've done. Quite amazing. Once again, Chef Remo's All American Tour. And uh, real quick, while I got you here for another minute, uh, uh, I know that uh, you've been missing going to the, the theater, of course, because you were someone who went three, four, sometimes five times a month to the theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, to to watch movies. Uh, mm -hmm. What 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 do you what do you miss most about that process? Just the joy of discovery and the reacquaintance with some of my old favorites. The last three movies I saw on the big screen before the theaters closed: the new version of The Invisible Man from Lee Juanel, which I thought was terrific; The Hunt, which is a semi-political thriller based on the most dangerous game, which is calculated to provoke and offend everybody in equal measure when it shouldn't. 
and the original King Kong back on the big screen. That is the last movie I saw on the big screen, the original King Kong, and I wouldn't have missed it for anything. Wow. All right. Our good friend Shane Dalman's with us last Saturday of every month, and I'm sure he'll be with us again uh, the last Saturday of uh, of next month. And uh, I was going to say I was hoping that we'd be inside the grill by then, but it doesn't look like it. But we'll be inside the grill for the last Saturday of July. And we'll have something plenty to talk about then, too. All right. Thanks, Shane. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Shane Dolman there, our good friend who's been on the show for so many years. And uh, last Saturday of every month, he's always with us to talk about movies and uh, horror movies and trivia and just always a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of great knowledge that that cat has, man. I mean, I'll tell you, he is he is <laughs> that brain of his. I'm not quite sure how that that thing works, but. Uh, He's a, a genius, that's for sure, when it comes to motion pictures. All right, Shag Bag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning, live from uh, the patio out here at Del Monte for show number 947. And our 10th show outside, it's Dave Marzetti and our paisan, Rich Pepe. Hey, good morning, everybody from uh, Drizzly Carmel today. <laughs> here comes, here comes that rainy day feeling again. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, no, it's the sun's starting to peek through, but, okay. uh, it's kind of kicked all the people off the street, so it's nice and quiet here. Yeah. You know, it's a good day to take a walk. It's a good day to take, take a walk, walk around, have a nice, peaceful, zen-like day here in Carmel. All the shops are closed. <laughs> uh, you got the whole place to yourself. So we were, talk we were talking uh, to, uh, your friend Kevin Phillips, who's got the restaurants over here on this side of the hill. And uh, about the fact that they were just, you know, getting ready to get the word and get the signal to get the green light and get open uh, tonight. And I guess you were probably waiting for that same thing there at Vesuvio and Carmel, but it uh, looks like we're uh, on a little bit of a hold, huh? So we got the yellow light instead of the green light. Yeah, Is that yellow right? light. <laughs> yeah. Not even the red flashing light. Right. But, you know, for Italians, you know, the, the, the yellow light means you step on it harder, right? Well, it's only a suggestion, we say, in right. you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> speed up, baby. Pedal to the metal. Uh, we didn't get the okay to reopen, and, then, uh, you know, it's going to take a little longer, that's all. Gonna tighten our belts, that's all. But Kevin's the man, he should know, and the Shake family, too. They're great guys over there in Monterey. The, you know, Ted and Bert, you know, just legendary cats over there. And, of yeah, course, you you got that side of the hill covered in Carmel, though, for us. And Vesuvio now uh, open on for the rooftop, though, huh? We did open the rooftop terrace. We got the word from uh, from the county and, and the health official that outdoor terraces, outdoor spaces are, are allowed to open for takeout, really, only, and disposables, et cetera. You know, anybody on our staff and the guests really should be wearing masks and gloves and uh, all disposable items, so single-touch, we call it, single-touch items. Uh, luckily for Vesuvio, we, we do have a bathroom across the street uh, supplied by the city. So that's nice. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's it's going good. It's going good. People want to get out. They want to stay safe. At Vesuvio, we have, we, as you know, you kind of come in a little bit, you go up the steps one way, then we have a back exit so you go down. So it's it's all one-way traffic. Right. And then people, what, people, people appreciate it. And then what about uh, Carmel Bakery on Ocean? Yeah, we got the permit over there too. That have um, seats in the parking stalls right out front, two two stalls, and we got the okay for the neighbor uh, B and G Jewelers, good friends of ours, to, to have a stall in front of them too. So it's about twenty seats out there. It's it's nice. Uh, the mayor and the council are trying to do something uh, progressive here.